Welcome to Inspiring Possibilities with Michelle Cameron Coulter, the podcast that gives you the courage to jump in. Michelle and her guests will help you to break through procrastination, fear, and perfectionism by getting out of your head and eliminate the negative self-talk that's been holding you back. Finally, get the confidence to create meaningful results in every area of your life in real and tangible ways. And now your host, Michelle Cameron Coulter. Hi, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, what a great way to start. Oh my goodness, Eric, that was phenomenal. And Michelle, I'm so, so excited to be here today. This is just, oh my goodness, I've been on and off all day and listening to your speakers and oh my goodness, there's been such great value and just such an amazing, amazing group of people. This is great. It's been so much fun. It's like, like I'm on, I'm on adrenaline because I really haven't slept a lot the last while getting things ready, but I can't, it's just been so much fun to have you all. And, you know, to know that we're doing something positive, right? That we're doing, and it doesn't, if it's a a vision, bringing everyone together, everyone that's on here, I love, uh, so I'm going to do that going forward. After you, Nadine, or even when you're here, I'd love to have a couple of people come on and, you know, what was their big learn or takeaway? So, you know, so it's not just us sharing. We, we, we're, we get to create a ripple effect. And I don't mean just sharing, but, you know, what's, what's, what are we taking away? Because we can sit and hear ideas and knowing is one thing and doing is another. Yeah, it creates that no, another level of experience for people, yeah. right? Yeah. Going through that. I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm all for it. So Nadine and I, we've only known each other how long, like just, well, COVID a year, <laughs> but before then, Nadine had reached out to me to speak at her event, which was Lead to Impact. It was a live event. And then it ended up being, you were one of the first people that pivoted, and that word is used a lot right now, but you you switched very quickly and ended up taking your event virtual, which was the very first one that I ever did. And it was amazing. And you were like, like learning curve, how do I make this happen? And we're just, here's the thing. We're all figuring it out. Life, everything, we're all just figuring it out. So we get to be easier on each other and just kind of play and jump in no matter what it looks like. But you literally, Nadine, that first event was the first live one and it was amazing to be part of. And now like our friendship has just grown from there. The work that you're doing in the world, I I absolutely love. And I, I just, I, I, um, really appreciate our friendship so much. So I'm going to tell them a little bit more about you. So they're like, who's Nadine? So uh, I'll read this, see how we do. Nadine is an accomplished uh, global mindset strategist and life business and leadership coach who who focuses on helping business professionals, leaders, and influencers that are stuck. Like, I know we all feel like that at some point is going through those places of feeling stuck. Nadine Joy is a certified CH, CMHA physiology, physiologist? Psychological. It's okay, Michelle. <laughs> health and safety advisor. Okay. <laughs> health and safety and NLP trainer. I know, like I get when I get tired at all, like I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not good at reading. I am good. I'll, I'll flip words and make up my own stuff as we go. <laughs> there's, there's no judgment, Michelle. It's all good. We're just having fun. <laughs> good. Um, John Maxwell, leadership trainer and author of Uncover Your Purpose. I love it. Heal and share your gifts with the world. And this is what we're talking about today. This is what we get to talk about. 
She's worked with, uh, she worked as a professional exploration geologist in the top, as a top executive position for several years in, cor in corporate before beginning her journey as a CEO of her own global consulting practice. She currently sits on various prominent boards as a director and an advocate for mental health, which again is like really at the top of conversation right now of how can we do things to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and each other and finding those tools to do it. So huge, we'll talk, we'll dive into that a bit more too. Empowering women, leaders, children, coaching suicide awareness. Again, that's another huge one right now that we really, you know, I, I want to talk more about that with you as well. And, and minority vulnerable members of our society and our world. Nadine Joy has also been featured on several media outlets, including CBS, Fox, NBC, Heart Radio, Global News Morning, the Global Mail and CBC. She has had the privilege of working directly with several top prominent leaders of our time. Nadine is also chair and co-founder of Global Lead to Impact Summit. That's the one I was talking about. And CEO and co-founder of Working Wellness. She is a proud mama of four children and extremely passionate about being an impactful leader who transforms lives and makes a positive difference in the world through sharing her wisdom. God-given gifts and sharing others and serving others with kindness in all her encounters. And that is definitely you, my friend. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for being here. So where do we start? Oh, you know what? I would love to start um, a little bit of your journey because you made a major shift in your life, like shift from corporate. And, and I think that so many people are going to identify with this in the way that there is huge, huge shifts happening in our world right now for everybody and how we end up moving through those shifts but I want to I want you to share your story because it's quite profound of you know what caused this and then put you on the path that you're on now yeah so I just wanted to revisit what you said um, a few minutes ago about the lead to impact being one of the very first events that were live streamed I had no idea what I was doing. So I wanted this to be kind of the message of the talk today that sometimes you don't need to know what you're doing. You just need to trust and yeah. you need to just jump right in and the things will follow that you need to know. So I just wanted to say that because I had no idea what I was doing. It was a week and a half and COVID hit and all these things were happening before our event was supposed to happen. No idea, I'm not a tech person, I had no tech people that were gonna be on my team other than the people that were live and ended up connecting with a lady that I'd met in Portland at a women's conference three years prior who had just sent that day an email saying, oh, I used to do you know events, now I'm doing live stream events, if you need help, send me a call. I'm like, thank you, because I have no idea how I would have done this if she wouldn't have sent the email. So everything always works out exactly the way it's supposed to. I want to start out by saying that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely my, my story. So I started out, I graduated top of my class in geology, did my honors, won all these awards, got to be this representative for Saskatchewan for our province for Canada, this, you know, you know, 19, 20 or 21 years old at the time, working with CEOs, learning all of the, you know, tricks in the trades of the, the oil business at, with executives right out of school. 
And I ended up getting a job for a global company, an oil company, worked on the rigs for 10 months. Um, I wanted to learn. I've always been that person that I wanted. So if I'm going to supervise them, I want to understand, you know, from the ground up how things work, because that's just having that sense and that innate sense of curiosity has been something that has really, I've always been like that since I've been a small child. And this is something I, I, you know, I always, I always like doing. So I'm going to back up a little bit because the very first thing I wanted to take out of high school, out of grade 12 was psychology, not geology. It was psychology. And Michelle, I think I've shared this story with you before, but I went and I had got, I think five classes. I had my minor in psychology. And at that time I had, you know, parents, people advising, you know, maybe you should go talk to the career counselor because there's a stigma. You know, if you have psychology, you basically need to get a PhD. There's not much jobs out there, these type of things. Right. So I went and talked to the counselor. Sure enough, they said the exact same thing. But what they told me was the only job that you could get was to be a professor at a university and do research. It wasn't even working with people. So I listened to what that one person told me and I decided, okay, I'm not going to go. I guess I won't be a psychologist, even though my instinct was telling me that's what I wanted to do. I went the other way. I went in a completely opposite direction, went in biology, geology, geography, all these other areas, and then ended up in in geology. This is where I ended up. So I just wanted to, because I'm going to come back to this. This is a reason why I mentioned that. Um, and ended up working in geology, worked for, you know, ended up getting headhunted from the oil rigs for a private company, worked there for two and a half years. There's a team of 12 of us. Our company sold for $150 million. There's all of these things I learned and uh, acquisitions and business and all these things. But there wasn't necessarily, there was something that didn't feel right with it. And I didn't know what it was. And we sold that company, started the new company, went on again as a senior geologist there with that organization. And I started getting sick. I started not feeling really well, but I just kept pushing myself. I was a workaholic. I'm the first one to admit I worked 24 seven. I was on call. I would get calls at three o'clock in the morning asking for advice. And I was that person. So I, but I, I didn't listen to the signs that my body was giving me. I wasn't feeling good. I would just still go to work. Um, I'm actually going to share something with, I have never shared this before in an interview. I don't even know if Michelle knows this before, but there was actually, so I worked with a lot of men and executives and board positions. And I remember um, it was right around the time when I had started getting sick and things were just, all these things started happening. I wasn't feeling good, all this stuff. And I actually got pregnant. So I, I was pregnant and I was four months pregnant. Nobody knew. And now they do, but, <laughs> but I actually started getting pains in my stomach when I was at work. And I went to the bathroom and I thought, gee, what is going on here? And I actually ended up having a miscarriage at work. And there was something inside of me that said, hmm, well, I guess that wasn't supposed to be, you just need to get back to work. I didn't even give myself two minutes to sit there and grieve or to feel what was happening because I was so caught up in what everybody else was going to think. All these men, they wouldn't get it. They wouldn't understand. So I just had to push myself and I just had to go back to work. And there was something in that moment. And looking back on that now, I just felt really compelled. Like I said, I've never shared that story before, but I feel like it's about being real. It's about, you know, I was working in this position, doing these, doing this job. And I ended up one morning, uh, I couldn't get out of bed. I was so sick. I woke up one morning. I could not go to work. And this is, I was 28 years old at the time. I knew this was my last day. I would, I would not be, a, you know, I basically retired my career as a geologist by 28 years old. I had such severe pain. 
I was in and out of the hospital. Doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. They did tests. I went to specialists, went to, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, all these different people and everything came back normal. They said, well, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, well, there's something not right because I can't even keep a sip of water down without throwing it up. I was literally down to 90 pounds, like skin and bones. I remember laying on my bathroom floor saying, I'm not, I have nothing left to give. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. This is my last day here on earth. And then there was something inside of me. We're talking about inspiring possibilities at this event. There was something that went off inside my head that said, you know what? You're going to do this. You're going to put your big girl pants back on and you're going to do whatever it takes And you're going to figure this out, even though the doctors, even though the psychologists, even all all these people who are supposed to help you can't help you right now, you are going to figure this out and you are going to learn so much and you're going to help other people also do the same. So it was that moment that was my rock bottom moment, no pun intended, with my life that changed my life forever. And it was then that I realized, you know, over months, it was next year and a half to try and get better that I realized my worth, everything that I was, was defined by the letters after my name, my position in society, what people thought of me outside of myself versus who I was inside and what I was meant to do, which I knew from the time I was four years old, that I was meant to hear to help people to make a difference and to help them in, you know, spreading love and joy and peace and abundance and just helping them because I always felt different from the time I was little and just wanted to fit in. So I realized when I got sick, I repressed all of who I was until I got sick, but it took me getting sick to see the importance of stepping into who we are and the differences that that's actually a really good thing and not a bad thing. And people in society who are change makers, Einstein, you can go through the list, all these people who made change, they were not like everybody else, they were different. So that's a message I wanna share right off the bat here is it's okay and it's actually very good to be different because that's that's how we get things done in our world if everybody was the same what a boring place our world would be right (laughs) right Nadine that's just so profound because and realizing how powerful we and I I mean in such a great way that we are that your body was literally telling you this is not right. And that it it took you to the ground to like, to actually hear that, you know, to know that and to know that you're, you're not going crazy because your purpose is, is not that where you were, you know? And so, you know, I want to ask even everybody that's listening right now, like when we have, and I've heard this too, when we have signs of aches and pains and headaches and stuff, we're, we're blocking stuff in our system to listen to what our body is telling us, you know, like, your purpose is a massive sign, right? And our bits of health breaking down are also a sign. Yes, I need to take care of myself. Yes, I need to do this. And also listen to what's calling me, right? So I, I know that was like the toughest, one of the, one of the toughest points in your life. And now it's turned into such an incredible purpose that you're doing now, all the work that you're doing in the world, Nadine, especially around, you know, mental health. And can you share a bit about what you're seeing and what your work has been? Because I know you're just, you're going through even more certifications around that right now. And, you know, some of the things that people can do right now to, you know, help 
more than push through, but move through those places, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and mental health is something. So this is something that um, I started working on before COVID even hit, right? It was, it was, I worked with CEOs, I've worked with leaders. And again, when I say leaders, I don't mean just CEOs. I mean, if you're a mom, if you're a teacher, if you're somebody in a grocery store, you're a leader, right? Because you have the ability to impact and change lives. So I just wanna be very clear when I say leader, it doesn't mean that you have to run a multi-million dollar corporation to be a leader. I believe each and every one of us here on earth our leaders. And there's a lot happening in our world right now is with this pandemic. And even before the pandemic, there was a huge desire, a huge need in our world to help people through the struggles from their past, from the negative experiences, from trauma, from abuse, from all these things, lots of times from our childhood and how it affects we, the way we show up today. And the way it affects the way we think, the way we talk, the way we act, and our relationships with others, our business that we have, our level of success, our ceiling that we place, our limits that we place on ourselves personally and professionally. Everything comes back to you know your childhood and to things that have happened, maybe not necessarily in your life or your childhood, but maybe it was your your grandfathers or your great grandmothers or somebody way back that all of a sudden now it's showing up in your life, maybe not in your brother or your sibling's life, but it's showing up in your life and you don't understand why that's showing up. Why all of a sudden you're feeling down, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling hopeless, right? And what, what can I do about that when I do have those feelings? Because there, I've read many research articles there's not one person right now on the world in the world that's not going through some type of mental health issue. And when I say mental health issue, there's a difference between mental health illness. Mental health issue is something where we, you know, even doubting ourselves or the fear, which is from the media, all these things that are going on that are projected lots of the times we take them inwards and end up spiraling downward because all we do is focus on that instead of focusing on the good things and all the grateful things that we have clean water to drink, you know, a bed to sleep in a home to live in clothes to wear, right? People, beautiful people that we have surrounding us who love us and care for us. There's all of these things that, you know, I think being, so being grateful is one really good way to start, you know, if you do feel like so fear, I want to, I want to change the stigma. So my, I feel like my purpose here is to change lives, bring joy, bring hope. My name actually means hope. Nadine means hope Nadine. and joy is my middle name. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much, there's so much that we can do to bring, um, to bring this, especially with mental health right now. And I don't even like the word mental health. I like to replace that. So I want to change the stigma when you hear mental health in your mind, I want you to think wellness instead, because when I hear wellness, I hear growth. When yeah. I hear mental health, I feel, I hear pure destruction. That's so I want you to think wellness instead of right. mental Let's health. Start that trend right here. Let's start that you know, let's change because you, you, it's so true. The power of words and what we say, if we identify in what that word is, it can be proactive or it can be destructive. It can be negative, you know, and so we go into that place and like, you know, so how we, how we phrase things, how we, the words we use, the environment we create around us, you know, how we're, how we are surrounding ourselves by what we're saying in the people. That we're around so what's the term what's our it's going to be mental wellness 
Mental wellness. And even when you hear of fear or when you think you're hearing something that's bringing fear into your life, I'm going to give you a new term for fear. So from this day forward, this moment forward, fear now means facing everything and rising. It's now going to be a positive term in your life. All right. So there we go. There's, there's, there's rising. It's right. Because it's, I, I talk about um, my philosophy of sink, swim, and float. Like, you know, if any of you, you saw the little video intro before you came in here is that, you know, I failed my first level of swimming. That, that, that sinking feeling, it, being at the bottom of the pool, and it wasn't until I let go that I floated. And that when we let go of that fear, when we first have that fear, it can be sinking. It can hold us down. And when we release it, for it to be, it's not as big as we thought it was. And then E, what's the E? Everything. Everything. Face everything and rise. Everything and rise. Rise to the surface. As soon as you face it and you move through it, and it's never as bad as you thought, right? And so everything new, we have that kind of sinking feeling when something's new and it's unknown and it's whatever. We can have that feeling. But then I love that definition. Face everything and rise. Yeah. Yeah. It's about stepping into those, those zones or areas sometimes like, like the event, right? I didn't, you don't know, you don't see what's coming, but you know, the next, like, and I know lots of speakers today have mentioned that, right? The next step, you don't have to know the whole picture. You just need to know the next step and take that one next step. And that will lead to the next step. And that will lead to the next step. Then all of a sudden you look back a year later and you're like, wow, look at all these things, that amazing things that have happened simply because I took that first step and then the second step and then the third step and didn't allow all the you know hundred steps ahead to overwhelm you. You yeah. just allow and trust and surrender. Okay, this is one step. I'm going to do this. Focus on your purpose for that day. And that's it. You don't need to worry about your purpose for your life. Worry about that day. Worry about one day at a time. Yeah. What is your purpose for each day? And creating something positive in that day. I see your book right beside you. That's the book that you did on purpose, right? I'm looking at the title here. I can't see it all there. Oh, yeah, I'm- yeah, yeah. This is the this is the on top of your purpose book. So, so good. So, Nadine, the top three things that you would say um, to help either uncover the purpose or get in a okay. These are two different questions. So, one would be to uncover what our purpose is, and the second question would be the top three things to help us get in a healthier state of mind, healthier mental wellness. Okay, so I'm going to address your first question first, the top three things to, um, to help bring help uncover your purpose. So I would say, oh, there's so many of them. But the top ones that I've learned with working with people from around the world would be number one, I would say, ask people around you, what your strengths are and what they think. So if they had one to three words to describe you, how would they describe you? And it's amazing when you ask people that question, the answers that come back are so very closely aligned with what your purpose is. And I believe we don't just have one purpose, right? Many people think, what's my one purpose? I believe you might have one larger purpose, but there's many smaller purposes within that one large purpose. So the first one would be, Um, asking people around you ask you know your top three friends or people that know you you know your family your parents whoever you want your siblings your best friend uh, what they you know what are one to three words that you can you can say about me to describe me Um, I want to just talk about that for a second because we we really don't know and when we're in our own 
self, we can't really see how people are seeing us or what reflection or how we are or how they would describe us. So, and to ask, that's a big thing. So just having that courage to say, Hey, could you tell me like, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then the second one I would say uh, would actually be, and this is the one you're probably not expecting to hear, but I would say having, and we talked about childhood and trauma and things that have happened when you're younger. So having the awareness of the connection from our past and how that affects the way we show up today in the world and just having an awareness, taking inventory, sitting down, um, you know, what, you know, what, what did happen when, oh, did I have, you know, losses in my life? Did I have important people that, you know, died? Did I have, you know, the abuse that happened? Was there, you know, alcoholism, you know, did various things like that. Just taking a look and taking an inventory of what, what that might be in your life and, and taking a look honestly and authentically with your life with no judgment, no strings attached, just simply observing from a higher perspective, looking down on your life and saying, hmm, I wonder with curiosity, again, going back to the, the innate sense of curiosity and asking questions, hmm, I wonder if that did have an effect on me. And hmm, I wonder maybe what that is or what that looks like. And just sitting there in silence and you know, listening, you know, you'll be surprised sometimes when we just take time with no distractions. So this is number two, no distractions, yeah. what shows up in our life and the clarity that we have. Um, and removing those blocks that are in front of us that prevent us from really seeing who we really are. Yeah, so that's number two. And then number three, um, I would say, do, you know, do something um, that you love every day. What are your passions? Like, what did you used to do, for example, when you're a child that you no longer do as an adult, because you think, or there's the illusion of not having enough time to do. Um, yeah, just really thinking about that, making a list of what you used to do as a child and then what you do now as an adult and comparing the two lists, you'll be surprised to see how many more things you used to do when you were a child that, you know, maybe, maybe painting, for example, might be something that, you know, a very creative outlet that, you know, lots of times we don't make time in our adult life to do. And it's important to, to spend time doing those things that bring you joy, that'll bring you closer to your passion, do your passions, which will, you know, all of a sudden you'll realize one day and wake up and hey, that's maybe one of my part of my purpose. Maybe you're supposed to help senior citizens in a home learn how to paint and just paint whatever they feel like. And that picture represents something to them. We did that in a kid's camp that I did with my kids. And it was phenomenal. We had, we did this art school where they put all their art up on the wall and each child went up there and presented their art and said, you know, why they painted that and what their picture represented. So just being open, just being open to what shows up. I love it. And for sure, finding more joy when we look back at kids, what are the things that you did that you enjoy, right? That you yeah. Had. I forgot how fun that was to jump in mud puddles and, you know, like, not care and go, you know, build forts and be creative and whatever it is, right? So to find those little things, I love that. I love that. So good. Okay, so now the three things that you think would um, be the most helpful to, to move into more mental wellness. Okay, so the first one I would say that that's coming up to share again, there's way more than three, but I'm just trying to in my mind mentally sort through which ones would be the top. Um, so the first one I would say, and this is more of an exercise I would challenge everybody to do for the next, um, I would say next, you know, 40, 48 to 72 hours if you can, and you get a piece of paper or, or you can use your phone. And what you're going to do is you're going to write down any thoughts that come in your mind about yourself or about anybody else 
around you or that, you know, anywhere, just, you don't, you don't even have to know them. It might just be a thought that pops in about somebody on a TV show that you're watching and, and anything that's positive or negative, you're going to write it down. No judgment, no strings attached. Again, just simply writing it down, whether it's in a notebook, whether it's on your phone uh, at the end of then you can choose 48. Some people find 48 hours is enough. Some people want to go a little longer to 72 hours. So just trust whatever time frame that is that you feel like you need based on where your mindset is at. And at the end of the, of the time frame, going back and looking through each statement that you just wrote and writing a P or an N beside it, which represents a positive thought or a negative thought, and then tallying up, count them all, count all the P's and then put a number, count all the N's and put a number. And then just look again, oh, I got you know 25 P's and two N's, or I got 25 ends and zero P's or whatever that number is. And just simply observe what you found. Simply just noticing the numbers and what it represents creates a shift in your mind, in your connections, in your dendrites and axons and nerves in your entire body and restructures starts to begin to restructure your DNA and your mindset towards more positivity without even having to do anything and put any pressure on yourself. Oh my God. I love it. That is so good. And it's, it's something so simple, but bringing that awareness, not even like how many thoughts that we have a day and awareness to where those thoughts are positive or negative. That's, that's an amazing exercise. I really challenge everyone to do that. I'm going to do that. I think that's awesome. So good. Okay. So that's one. Yeah. And I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear any results from that because I've worked with people around the world on that. And it's just amazing how, Many stories have come out of just that simple exercise. And it's, it's so simple, right? It doesn't take much time out of your day at all to do. Um, so number two, I would say um, setting, again, we talked a little bit about this in the other one, but I, I just want to revisit it because it's so important is uh, setting up your purpose, like waking up in a morning routine in the morning that you have. Um, so for example, I'll tell you, like when I wake up in the morning, I, I have four kids. So when I wake up, I've learned to wake up really early because that's the time. That's the only time that I have time for myself, for prayer, for meditation, to really focus on my business. You know, what are my purpose? What is my purpose for the day? And sometimes it's one thing that, that shows up. Sometimes it's three things. So I have a routine that I go through. I start with my prayer, my meditation. Um, and then I go through some sort of exercise, which can be, you know, push up, sit ups, running up and down the stairs for 10 minutes, whatever that is, and then learning something new. Those are the three things that I tried to do every single day. And it has changed my life. You can pick five minutes, five yes. minutes of meditation, five minutes of exercise, five minutes of learning something new. There's not one person here that can't take 15 minutes at some point during the day. I recommend at the beginning of the day, because when you start your day off right like that, it really, it, you really, when, when you don't, you notice a difference. And for me, one of the things that came up, um, I heard to reach out to somebody I hadn't talked to in a long time and reached out to them and I just sent, Hey, how are you, how are you doing? You know, you just popped in my mind. I hope you're all right. And they actually emailed back saying, well, actually, I can't believe I was just praying right now that somebody would come into my life because I needed support right now. And I didn't know this till two years later, but it was in that moment that they were contemplating suicide and contemplating yeah, taking their life. So I really encourage you to, you know, trust what you hear and your intuition that comes up because like, like I said, you know, you might have that opportunity to save somebody's life in, you know, just taking those few minutes a day. It's very, very powerful. 
Oh, Nadine, you hit so many big things there. And it's like, it, like slowing down enough to hear ourselves and instead of, you know, getting out and on that, like, go, 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 or even not going, because it's so different right now, but in that place of not necessarily um, starting in a positive place. I've started a morning routine the last now couple months. And um, because when, when I finished swimming, I didn't want a routine for a long time. And it took me a while to realize I've gone in and out of routine, but realizing how impactful that is to just start off in a good place and taking that time for ourselves. And like you said, it doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be a long routine, but just, you know, getting that self-care, getting centered, getting something that you feel grounded and, and good for yourself. Okay. So this um, just popped in here. There's a um, free call. Oh, your gift. Yes. Which Nadine is gifting to everyone. Can you share about what that is, Nadine? Yeah, no, for sure. So I wanted to include, um, I was trying to debate because I had so many things I could choose from, but I was trying to debate what would be the most beneficial for everybody, especially right now. And actually at the, the, the event that Michelle spoke at, we had an expert mental health and leadership um, expert uh, speaking. And I remember him saying that they had done a whole bunch of studies on purpose and mental health. And if you have a purpose and if you learn, even like I said, even if it's just for the day, that the reduction in you know, mental health and depression and anxiety um, is decreased significantly. So I really felt very strongly that I wanted to share my book. Um, again, it's on cover your purpose. And it's based on my own journey of how I found my purpose of going from, you know, a geologist to, you know, parenting coach, life coach, business coach, leadership coach, speaker, trainer, author, all, all of these other things in my journey of how that happened and just tips. There's 11 chapters and each at the end of each chapter, there's exercises you can go through. It's all very powerful. It's all based on real life, um, real clients I've worked with in my own life. So they are things that work and are really powerful. Um, and I just want to say one thing really quick about anxiety and depression that not a lot of people are aware of is so depression, for example, and this is from my own experience and from people I've worked with, um, when we live in our past, when we relive our past and go looping like Groundhog Day, I don't know if anybody's seen Groundhog Day, but like where it's like the guy goes back every day and like relives it over and over again and has no idea why he keeps reliving it, but he hasn't learned what he's supposed to learn. That's why he keeps going back, which is similar to what depression is. You keep going back to the past. And every time you think about it, your body doesn't know the difference. Yeah. So it's like you're reliving that event over and over and over again and becoming you know, more depressed and more sad and more down and more hopeless and all these things. So depression is when we live in the past. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is when we're focused and worried about the future, the unknown of the future. So when we just take the time to spend in the present moment, that's when we have peace. That's huge. And again, just that awareness of it, because everything that surrounds it, you know, uh, and I just was dealing with uh, some heavy duty stuff a couple of days ago. And I was just like, like, to that moment of all of a sudden, I was just like, okay, just breathe for a moment. Being present with where we are, but understanding that, like you said, going in the past and ruminating there takes us to like, we feel that. And that triggers that depression or anxiety of not knowing. That's why this, again, this whole conference about, you know, when we let go of that uncertainty and we get to just be that, mm -hmm. that confidence and courage comes. 
Right. Absolutely. And there's a power, there's power in letting go of control and just trusting and surrendering and just really letting go, right? Letting go and knowing, you know, everything happens exactly the way it's meant to, right? It's already done. Like tomorrow, the next day is already done, right? It's already, this is the way I, I live my life. I've learned to let go of control. The more you let go, the quicker things happen, the less you do sometimes, the more things happen, which is so counteractive and counterintuitive to what we're taught. It's work, you know, we're always taught work hard, do this, which I believe you still have to work. You still have to put in the time. You still have to take action. But I believe a lot of it is letting go of control as to what that outcome is, because many times it's so different and sometimes so much bigger and grander and more phenomenal than what we could have ever imagined. Something that's, yeah, you would least expect. I, I love it. And so true. I know even just like getting this all together, it's just like, okay, the day, the day, you know, when it all comes together, it's like, okay, it's going to be, it gets to be what it is. And, you know, to be present and to enjoy and to be open to whatever magic comes of today, which, you know, it's been amazing. And I'm so grateful to have you here with, with us, Nadine. I know there's two quick things because you had a third thing and then the 12th and yeah. a, the 12 year old question that I'm asking everybody because I'm, I'm curious. Okay, yes. So my so my third thing would be to give back to others in some way or give back to your community because I've just, I've learned this and I've learned this also with working with many organizations and being on nonprofit boards and in my own life that when I have the opportunity and I've worked with many homeless people, homeless shelters, and it doesn't have to be homeless people, it can be anybody, right? But when you have the opportunity to give back to somebody. And that can be even opening the door for, you know, somebody walking through at a grocery store, right? It can be smiling or, you know, saying hi to somebody you don't know. <laughs> our eyes now, like that's even harder now. It's like, we need to make that eye contact. We get to make that eye contact now, right? Exactly. Smile with your eyes, right? I guess is what we have to do now to modify our smile. <laughs> Yeah, but giving back, I would say would be the next thing because our mental health, when we give back, it actually changes our the way we think too, because we start thinking, you know, as much as you're helping that other person, you're also feeding yourself. And it's like, you know, being in this balanced, you know, give and take in as many relationships as you can be in the healthy relationship dynamic is where we want to be, right, is surrounding ourselves with with people that are, you know, like us or, you know, above where we are, or even if they're not like helping them get, yeah. you know, rise up and, and feed them and teach them the wisdom and the knowledge of what you've learned and helping them, helping them grow. And yeah, there's so many people like Marshall Goldsmith, I had a conversation with him a month ago and I was, so I was asking him to speak at our May conference. And he said, Nadine, he's like, I'll speak at your conference under one condition. <laughs> and I said, okay, Marshall, whatever it is, whatever it is, I'll, I'll do it, right? You're great. I, just, I love you and you're, you're the best. But he, he just said, I just fully believe in giving back. And he said, if, if you can promise me when you're my age to share the wisdom and knowledge that you've gained in the world, with others, I would be more than happy to come and speak. So I said, yes, absolutely. So anyways, I, I just wanted to share that for everybody too. Whatever we've learned, let's let's just share that. There's no need for competition. There's no need for pedestals. Like we're all, we're all one. It doesn't matter. Like I'm going through struggles. Michelle's going through struggles. We all go through things. We're not perfect either. So just not, not to be so hard on ourselves. So, so true. Oh my gosh, so many gems of information and shares. We will have one more and that's the question, but I want to just uh, take attention over to the chat box here because um, Nadine has put in a gift for everyone. And 
I want to share that there is the opportunity to hop in to get the VIP because you can get a recording of everything because there's so many incredible lessons and gems to listen to and, uh, and, and talking about giving because a percent of this is going to Meals on Wheels for seniors and to Seniors Connect. So, you know, what ripple effect can we create all of us here to be doing, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot, but it makes an impact to somebody for sure. So, um, and then Nadine, yes, do you want to share about what you, you have gifted for everybody? Yeah, I know for sure. So just our, so it's a PDF copy of my book. So just send me an email and I'll just send you a PDF copy of that. And I'm also opening up um, just right, right now, just to really support people right now, as well as a free, you know, half hour, clarity com conversation or purpose conversation or wherever you kind of want to take that conversation. I'm just wanting to, so that's my way of, of giving back to you guys is I'd love to uh, have a conversation around anything in your life that you might be struggling with, or, you know, maybe it's your purpose or maybe it's something from your past and just want to support you in that way. So good. Thank you, Nadine. Okay. Last question. What would you tell your 12 year old self? So I was thinking about what to say as you said that and I actually have a 12 year old son and I've said this to him since he's been a baby I'm just going to share it with all of you because I think it's been profound not only in telling him but also for myself and what that is is uh, be all you can be in this lifetime but always remember to be yourself and listen to yourself and have the courage to ask for what you want and don't be afraid of no's because the more no's you get the yes is coming so just always not being afraid of, of asking for something and I have many stories I could share about that but that's another time <laughs> there's so much to share here um, but yeah it would be just be yourself don't allow other people to persuade you or talk you into doing something that you know isn't necessarily right for for you and who you are and just to stay strong in your beliefs and your morals and who you are. Yeah, so good and, tr and trusting yourself, right? Like that's a huge one, you know? Yeah. Trusting yourself, listening to yourself and, uh, and, and, and asking for help. That's the other one, you know? Like if we're not sure to be able to ask for that too. I'm just looking here to see, hang on one second of my, oh yes. Today's going by so fast, believe it or not. It's a full day and I'm going, okay, Ryan's in the waiting room, but I just wanted to say thank you so much, Nadine. If you're able to join us at the end of the day, whoever hops in and gets VIP, we're going to have a little green room with the speakers, whoever can join us and any of our guests, because I, 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 if we had more time to right now, I'd love to have people pop on and share what their takeaway was from Nadine. And, uh, but at the end, we'll do some more of that because I know Ryan's waiting in the green room too, but mm -hmm. is there any last thing you want to share? Yeah, just thank you, Michelle, for having me here and this opportunity to speak and, and share this, this truth and message to the, the people in the, in the world right now that need to hear that. You're doing such great work and it's an honor to know you as a, professionally and also as a great friend. So I love you to pieces. You too. Thank you, Nadine, so much. Send you a big hug and we'll, we'll see you after, I hope. <laughs> I look forward to you joining me every week as I bring on new inspiring guests from around the world as they share their stories of inspiration and tools of how we can all jump in to our greater selves, make a splash and have fun in the process because we're in this together. Look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Inspiring Possibilities with Michelle Cameron Coulter. Make sure to check the show notes for links and contact information for today's guest. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and share it with your friends. 
Now go jump in. 